0: I'm Jasmine. And I'm Erica. And this is Church Days, a call and response to Christianity and the culture. Hello, ladies. Welcome back. Hey, what's up? Here once again, president accounted for.
1: <laughs> we should do that. We should take roll. We, like
2: we they should
0: roll yes. Right.
2: Yes. Role. I, our names are pretty easy, but I can still try to mess it up a little bit. That was all. That just brings me back to like flashbacks, like when um, the teacher would like say your name wrong, and you would oh. have to correct them. Did you get? I'm sure you got
0: that a lot, huh?
1: So, oh, my God, to. funny story. I was like, so, yeah. Erica probably didn't have to struggle yeah, with that. No. Erica, yeah. <laughs> Spelling.
0: <laughs> so do people just mess up. Is it with a C or a K? That's But that's true. about it for that's me. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Mine. So m- when my parents um, moved here, you know, when we came from Africa to New York, my, my middle name is Ruth. And so my dad filled out my, um, hi, uh, you know, school stuff, mm-hmm. Ruth Melina Khalid. Um, so Melina was my first name. Right. right. And then. He but he put Ruth down. So like all up until fourth grade, I remember being called Ruth in um, school, and I hated it because I was like, "That's not my name, you right. know? Like my that's my middle name." And so, um, at, in fourth grade, my teacher—I still remember her, Mrs. Ferguson. <laughs> I don't know where she's at. She was Shout so out. mean.
0: Shout out to <laughs> Mrs. Ferguson.
2: She she was our art teacher who then became. Um, my teacher, like my head teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I had her throughout elementary school. And when I got to her class in fourth grade, she said, um, Melina. And I said, oh, that's me. And she's like, that's not your name. (laughs) So here I am, this fourth grader going back and forth with my teacher. and And it made her so angry because she had known me as Ruth, you know, yeah. previously, oh, okay. and so, so I was like, okay. my name, my dad, and she was like, "Why is your name Melina now?" And I said, "Because <laughs> I was like, that's always been my name. It was just entered incorrectly." And I remember like having to defend myself as a fourth grader to this teacher.
1: That's hilarious. It's also hilarious. It went on for so long, and that never. <laughs> <'Cause> right. <huh? laughs> right? Why did you <laughs> let it go on
0: so long?
2: Because I was, I was. How old are you in fourth grade? Like 10? I don't like, know. Yeah, nine, exactly eight, like you know? Right, yeah. So I think I was like That's fair. Yeah. And I finally told my dad, and my dad was in school, you know, he's trying to graduate and in college himself. So I think right. there was just timing. Like he didn't have the time. But I think I think the minute I said something to him, um, he did make the change. It wasn't like I've been, you know, oh, complaining about it for fair. a long time. But mm-hmm. yeah, all throughout. So Pre-K, kindergarten up until fourth
0: grade. That's hilarious. <laughs> I might randomly start calling you, <laughs> I'm like Rose, Dude, it? over yeah. here. What you doing? <laughs>
2: yeah. <you> i <laughs> So there's only one person, and she doesn't do it anymore. But my cousin Florida, she um, um shout out to Florida. She um, <laughs> she uh, she was in the wedding. She she's probably yes. the only one that still calls me that on occasion. And mm-hmm. so like nobody else. It's special because she's the only one that. May do it at times, but even her, I think she stopped. I think she calls me by my name now,
0: but
1: yeah. That is amazing.
0: That's, That's a good story. That is a very
1: should, good story.
2: I should have used that for my two troops in a lie. I wonder if y'all would have figured what, out that what out. What, that
0: your name is Ruth?
2: That my name That's is Ruth.
0: Right. You may or, you might have been lying to
1: us this entire time, and your name might actually be Ruth. That is actually. My
0: real name is Ruth. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: The confusion is setting in. OK, oh, yeah. uh, I feel like that
0: would have been so random to me that I might have thought it might be true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Like, maybe. maybe She wouldn't make that up. not right. would. <laughs> well, speaking of confusion, we we are gone to this episode. We're introducing a new segment called One of Our Church Days, where we're going to discuss stories from our experiences with church that has left um, left us feeling hoodwinked and bamboozled. So, run them up. Yes. Let us stray. Yes. Get right. my
0: Malcolm X reference, people. Hashtag, hashtag. Power to the
1: people. So, our sister Ruth Molina, Molina Ruth, <laughs> 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 will be sharing a story, one of her church day stories with us this, uh, this episode. So, sister, you have the floor.
2: <laughs> Thank you for using my government name. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, one of my church days, Um, a few years ago, my husband was interning at a church and asked the question about work life balance. Um, the response he got was try to overlap your life. Um, and so we kind of, we thought that was interesting. So we asked some more and like, for examples, and they pretty much said, um, this, this one person said, you have to interact, your social life should overlap with your work life, which was at the time, you know, working, um, interning at the church, Mm -hmm. um, so this, of course, it raised questions because we were thinking, like, well, what about our friends who don't go to this church or do not go to church in general? Um, and so we kind of felt like that was a way that the church um, violated some boundaries because they wanted us. And that was kind of the theme at the time. They wanted us to like, you know, your friends are here, or your, your, your life is here mm-hmm. and everybody, everything else, if it doesn't um, connect you shouldn't be a part of it. And we just, that didn't sit well with us. And so we kind of had to not learn, unlearn it, but kind of take it for what it was and not really, you know, use that
0: advice. (laughs) We didn't agree with it.
2: Yeah. So that was our church days.
0: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Because I'm I'm guessing, like, if it was any other work environment, that advice wouldn't be the same. That you should overlap your yeah, work and social life.
2: I think it was just. I think it was the part about your social life and your church life just being, you know, or oh, like if a you oh, it, yes, if you overlap <laughs> that, then you will have work life balance. And it's like, but you know, what, what if I don't work at the church and I work, you know, at a hospital? Should right. my mm-hmm. social life and my work then also overlap, it doesn't right. really go with everything else, you know? No, that's and, so true, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, how many times my social life and my work life are completely different, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and in fact, they're probably, like, not even, if I had to list the importance of them, work work probably is not as important to me as, like, God, my family, mm-hmm. my my yeah. own social life, you know, right. when I do have kids, kids. So all of that will
0: trump Right. Work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, so. I think that's interesting because I definitely have, you know, seen and heard of, like, people working in churches, like, putting that as, like, the main thing right. and, like, neglecting, like, friends outside of the church, mm-hmm. family outside of the church, like, mm-hmm. their own family, kids, like, because they're always working. So everything else, all other relationships come secondary to work, and work responsibilities and work relationships, right, which of course can cause tension and and issues absolutely absolutely, so yes, so that's actually a really good segue to today's topic about boundaries. Mm-hmm so interesting so let's <laughs> kick it off <laughs> mm. <laughs> let's kick up the conversation um so what messages did you all receive from from the church and outside of the church about boundaries Were they good are they bad how are boundaries described where they talked about at all
1: i
2: don't think my church really talked about they talk about boundaries but they don't include the church so mm, that's
1: it, a good it, point. It's
2: taught in the church, I think. You know, on how to say yes, how to say no, how to do the right thing, how to know how to how to listen to your inner, you know, the Holy Spirit within you, and you know things like that. But when it comes to setting up boundaries with the church that you're attending, or that you're working at, or that you're volunteering at. Though at that, that boundaries don't it, apply to that, mm-hmm. yeah, like things i don't I don't think they apply in that area, it's like it's always um, in my experience has been this you're doing this is what God wants you to do, so it's like they're gonna use God, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a way of like guilting you to say, okay, well, this is what God wants me to do, but it's okay that I'm tired. Right. And, you know, exhausted and feel depleted and feel empty, but I'm, you know, I, I need to volunteer. I need to go. Right. I need to do this. You know, I need I need to be there. I need to be here until midnight, sometimes mm-hmm. longer than I am at my job, you know?
1: hmm So Wow, that's a really good point. I didn't even I didn't even see that boundary about um how like the church definitely tries to create a boundary between like the church and the world, which, you know, God mm-hmm. talks about, right? But Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, like you kind of chatted about Melina, like you need to incorporate your life into church so that your friends are at church and, and your social life's at church and works, you you know, you're spending most of your time with church and then blocking out the rest of everybody else. So like, what, what are, what happens if your friends, you have friends that don't go to church? What if you have friends Mm -hmm. that don't believe? So I can see how that, you know, it's a, there can be a hard stop with Mm -hmm. like, you need to be, here and holy with the church, like us versus them mentality or us versus the world mentality in church. I think another thing too that uh, I learned in church, um, besides the whole, like, you need to give it, I mean, not just at church giving a must all of yourself, but just in the world too. In the fact that like, you must give all your time. Like if you don't take up this volunteer opportunity, then that makes you a bad person. Like it, it's like yeah. almost like if you're not, consistently helping and consistently pouring out yourself then Mm -hmm. you are um not practicing your faith in the appropriate Mm -hmm. way and so like you should give all of yourself to all of the people who all the people who want something from you is kind Mm -hmm. of what i got from the church so so not only just was helping the church structure but also like outside too so like anyone Mm -hmm. who needs anything from me i should be i shouldn't say no
0: yeah right Yeah, I feel similarly. And I think, you know, sometimes scripture can be used to kind of enforce that Mm -hmm. idea. Like I always think about the the scripture that's talking about turn the other cheek. Mm -hmm. So it's like if somebody does something slaps you on one side you turn the other cheek and that's just never sat right with me <laughs> to be very honest like mm, if somebody hits me I'm just not going to just allow them right. to, hit the to just side. hit me again right. <laughs> right. so what's what's going on here there has to be something else to this right um but also I think about it in terms of, of forgiveness mm. um how sometimes forgiveness is like you should just completely let go if somebody does something to you. You should just completely let it go and just everything is is okay, right? Um, and that can be dangerous because you can forgive, but set a boundary so they don't violate your mm-hmm. your trust again, right? Um, so it's not this just cycle of you being injured over and over and over again because you're supposed to forgive and let it right. go and yada right. yada yada.
1: Do do you feel like culture has kind of a similar, like, all access now with social media? That's a good point.
0: Yeah, I think social media has definitely pulled down the boundaries. I think in, in two ways, like what. I'm not necessarily one of these people, but I think a lot of people put a lot of information out Mm -hmm. on social media. Mm -hmm. And then because it's out, a lot of people are invited into to comment and respond. So it's just really this open access space to you and your feelings and what's going on with your life, which is why I don't be like, you'll see like cute pictures of my nephews because. (laughs) And they're so cute.
2: And they are cute. I look forward to those. I think and it is also like what just like, I don't want to spend too much time on social media cuz I can mm-hmm. like go down a rabbit hole but I think um social media has allowed people access that don't need it. So like for me, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with you posting like pictures of, you know, intimate moments with your family and things mm-hmm. like that or like your spouse, but how who do you want to see that? You know, right, right. and I think that's where like I I I feel like I've had to reevaluate what I'm moving forward what I'm going to post and what I want my social media to look like. Mm-hmm. It's like, I do I want all these people to have access to that? I love seeing pictures of, like, my friends' kids and, like, what they're doing and things like that because I... The people that I typically follow, I'm interested in knowing those things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I may not talk to you all the time, but we're still friends. Mm -hmm. I, you know, for a while, I went back and like looked at all the people I was following and I was like, I don't really talk to you anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to know these things that's happening. You know, I may not or I may not be interested in what's going on in your life. And I think that's just a, a good way to like start setting boundaries. With who has access to your personal moments. Like, you control that. There's nothing wrong with you posting, like, family album stuff. It's just, like, do you want this person to know that, you know, you went went
0: apple picking? I don't know.
2: (laughs) You know? Like, but you had a sandwich for breakfast. I don't know. It's just stuff like that. (laughs) That kind
0: of. You know who, in my opinion, is one of the queens of boundaries? Who? Carrie Washington. Mm. She's so good. Heart her. Listen, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I still haven't seen her kids. Right. I know she got two of them. That's right. Ain't she doesn't kids. one of them. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> I know she has a husband. Right, I barely know who see he is, him. but right. you don't really see them together. Mm-mm. I remember Mm-mm. there were like rumors about them getting divorced a few years ago, and right. you know what they did? Just popped that another kid. Right. <laughs> they are just living their lives and none of it is none of your business. Right, <laughs> right. That is so Mm-mm. true. And I that is ugh. She just I'd, even See,
2: I don't level. even like, I don't follow a lot of celebrities, but I I, I don't, I didn't even know that that was an issue. But like, there was rumors about them. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: I didn't even know she had two kids. That's nice. Yeah, she
0: does. I haven't seen near one of them. No. <laughs> I knew she had
2: one because I remember, I remember her being pregnant at like an award show or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is
1: super cool, too, because I believe about like, I um, had this conversation with my sister maybe a little bit back about um even like protecting your children's boundaries too because mm-hmm. yeah. um as you move forward like they don't they don't really have a say and so she's like I you know I just she she doesn't post as much of her like she posts a uh, posts a lot less um mm-hmm. of her kids because she's like, you know, I want I would only want it to be the best and things that they would be proud of and mm-hmm. because that's their um kind of footprint moving forward. Yeah. And and, you know, to be able to save that, curate that boundary of of um, you know, privacy for them too.
0: Which yeah.
1: which I get I get that thought process. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: yeah. So we've been talking about and around boundaries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so let's define boundaries. So, a lot of the information that I'm going to be talking about today is from the book Boundaries. It's called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No to Take Control of Your Life. It was written by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. And when I first started therapy a few years ago, this book was recommended to me by my therapist because what was the root of my issue? Childhood! (laughs) Um. Like so many. Childhood. Yeah, childhood, 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 <laughs> yep. <childhood>, yep. <laughs> yeah, and just specifically boundaries with just relationships, period. So, you know, I went to therapy because of a, a situation with a situation <laughs> Um, but realized that I had issues with boundaries, period, and just relationships, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so read that book, super awesome, highly recommend highly recommend that. Um so what is a boundary? A boundary is anything that helps you to differentiate yourself from someone else and shows you where you begin and where you end. So examples of skin, your words, especially the word no. Mm-hmm. Truth, geographical distance, time, emotional distance, other people, consequences. So those are types of boundaries. So in a sense, boundaries like this is what is Erica over here. Mm-hmm. this that is what is Jasmine over there. So mm-hmm. the differences in the space between um, two people. And as far as the Bible goes, um, we have to deal with what is in our soul. So Proverbs 14.10, and I'm reading from the Good News translation, it says, Your joy is your own. Your bitterness is your own. No one can share them with Mm -hmm. you. So it makes clear that your emotions and feelings is your stuff. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can like Have that you you feel that you can express that to someone, but no one is going to be able to feel what you are feeling, how you are feeling it. And boundaries, I think a lot of times they're talked about in ways that it's about like keeping other people out, but it's more about defining who you are and what you think, and about keeping yourself in. I like keeping yourself together. Mm -hmm. I really like that. Yeah, I think in just life in general, I'm trying to use more. Asset-based language. Ooh, so tell I think me what that, that means. Yeah. So I <laughs> gotta go. Oh gosh. You, you know. All got so, it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. So asset versus deficit. So what is the positive thing versus what am I trying to not do? So versus keeping other people out. So that's the negative thing. People uh-huh. are violating my space. So I'm trying to keep them out. Uh-huh. Versus I'm trying to just keep myself in. That's the positive uh-huh. side of the thing. Um, yeah. We talk about this a lot in education like especially like when talking about uh students of color Mm -hmm. um a lot of deficit language used about what they don't have when they come to Mm. to schools and what's wrong with them um and then like shifting that language to like these are the great things that they bring to the classroom because of their very unique point of view and this is how these things can be assets to them in their education if it is cultivated and supported so so, yeah, so thinking about the, the positive aspects of things instead of just always the the negative strengths-based language instead of deficit-based language.
1: I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Yay. Thank you yes. for that learning point.
0: Yes, that was really good. <laughs> I like that, too. Yay. I'm glad. Um, so there are various myths around boundaries. So I'll name a few. So one, if I set boundaries, I'm being selfish. Boundaries are a sign of disobedience. Oop, that church language. Mm. (laughs) Um, If I begin setting boundaries, I will be hurt by others. Or if I set boundaries, I will hurt others. Boundaries mean that I am angry. When others set boundaries, it injures me. Boundaries cause feelings of guilt. And boundaries are permanent and I am afraid of burning my bridges. So have you heard or felt any of these myths that you've kind of like internalized in your own life? Mm -hmm. Girlfriend. I'm Mm. guessing that's a yes.
1: Yes, (laughs) honey. Me.
2: (laughs) I think the main one for me that stood out was the first one. If I set boundaries, I'm being selfish.
0: And why do you think you you feel or felt that way?
2: I think it was something that was um, engraved at home. Um, Mm. Like, I've talked about like my culture a little bit. It's like you inconvenience yourself to convenience others. Mm -hmm. And um, whether it's guests, whether it's friends, you have to go above and beyond. And sometimes it can, that can be exhausting if you're always in that mindset. And so like setting boundaries was something I had to learn as an adult. Like this is not, you don't have to overextend yourself if you're not in a position to do so. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah, I think just growing up, it was it was it wasn't taught at home to set boundaries to set healthy boundaries. Like you don't want to do something, you just say no. And right, if yeah. and if the other person is not okay with that, and that's fine, they can you know that's their – That's they can go over there and be not okay with it.
1: Right. <laughs> right. right. Yes, that's a good one. Um, my the two biggest ones that stood out for me that I've been. Um, Definitely in the process of improving our, uh, boundaries are a sign of disobedience. And if I begin setting boundaries, I'll be hurt by others. Um, so definitely for me, I am, um, type A overachiever, um, kind of when I am quite passionate. So like I, um, once I'm in and I'm convinced about something, like I'm all in, like you're going to get all of the things from me, um. And so I definitely that happened with church, where um it was hard for me to say no as I yeah. was serving and be getting involved because one i you know, really loved I love my church, and then the other two the other thing was i um just felt like I was going to disobey God if I wasn't serving him and the church mm. in every way that I was asked of me. So, um, I definitely overexerted myself, burnt out, and have still been in the process of now, after being burnt out, um, just trying to figure out the best way for me to, uh, get myself back involved, um, and set those appropriate boundaries. And I feel like when I came back, I took a break. I came back. I felt like I was in a better space because, mm-hmm. um, I was setting those better boundaries of like, nah, I'm not going to be here. I can't, I can't do that. Like I just physically, emotionally, mentally, this is just can't pour from an empty cup. And yeah. this joke is on about five and a half percent. So,
2: yeah.
1: um, and then the other one with the setting boundaries, I will be hurt by others. I just, um, as I'm going through my therapies and my therapist also recommended boundaries books, um, just realized how much I put up a wall because on the inside I have like a pretty kind of, I don't say tough exterior, but cause y'all think y'all, y'all don't think I'm that hard, but, um <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I can definitely pe- keep people at a distance and it's because on the inside I'm actually very um sensitive and have lots of feelings and I just never uh, growing up I just didn't like dealing with them, so it was just easier to be like angry and standoffish, and instead of like letting people in, and I also want to be perfect too, so like letting people in, mm-hmm. seeing the seeing the fact that I was not perfect was just not okay with me, like <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you? But yeah, so now um, um, one of my favorite lines from this kind of like affirmations thing that I do is like uh, their strength and i their strength and vulnerability. And so I just have to you know try to remind myself that um letting the right people in,
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: um I won't even if people they're not their intention is not to hurt me mm-hmm. and um and therefore I you know even if my feelings may be hurt, it's okay because they're for me like at the end of yeah. the day they're for me, and even if they're not it's okay because God's got me. We can rebuild this thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. long, story sh- long story.
0: Long story <laughs> long. I obviously,
1: I obviously have lots of
0: <laughs> growth to do with the boundaries. Don't we all? Goodness. Don't we <laughs> all? Um, yeah. I think one that resonated with me is boundaries cause feelings of guilt mm. um, because they have yeah. <laughs> caused feelings of guilt. Yeah. Um, when I say. No. When I say no, and when I say yes, when I feel internally no, like mm. I want to say no, but I say yes and feel because I feel guilty about whatever. Right. Um, and that's usually in relation to to family. Y'all, y'all know me. Sometimes I can just be better, very, very matter of fact, and like I don't. I know. I was gonna say. I'm like this mm. doesn't phase me. Yeah. But, <laughs>
2: I was like, Erica, you do a really good
0: job of saying no. <laughs> right, cuz I'm like, I well, feel yeah, my boundaries, it's, girl. <laughs> it's it's easy when the person or the situation does not like when if I don't have like a close connection with you, it is easy for me to say no. Okay. But mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, family, close yeah. friends, mm-hmm. um potential relationship partners, that is a lot more difficult. Um so for example love my sister but sometimes Shout out to your sister. Um, yes. <laughs> she's amazing. And she's better about this now but like before like she would always wait until like the last minute to ask me to to watch the boys. Oh yeah. Um and I haven't lived At home or near home for a while. So I'm a couple of hours away. So for me to do that, like that Mm -hmm. takes time or just assuming if I'm going to be in town, Mm -hmm. that means I can watch the boys. Um, so I would say yes because I love them, love spending time with them. But mm-hmm. sometimes I wanted to say no because it's last minute, right? And I've told you about this, right? Yeah. Um. So I I know there have been times where I like I carried like frustration and resentment with her because mm-hmm. of something I did. Like I wanted to say no, but I said yes anyway, and then felt resentful and frustrated with her. Right. Mm. Um. Because yeah it's It's hard to say no to to people that you love. yeah. Um, and you know she's she's gotten a lot better with that. Um, but yeah, it's that is one thing that has been hard for me. and I think the word should is also a trigger for me, should is a shame word mm-hmm. because when I think about like I, I feel like I should do X,Y,Z, I am putting shame upon myself that I don't feel a certain way. like I, I should feel over this situation, but I don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Instead of. I like saying, that. Should
2: and shame. How they go. Yeah. Kind of go hand in hand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I was talking to one of my students a few years ago who unfortunately experienced um a sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And it was after the fact when we were talking and she was like, I should feel, you know, I should be over this by now or I should feel X, Y, Z. And I was like, Let's, let's, let's talk about this word should. Um, And I was telling her like, you can acknowledge how you feel right now and talk about where you would like to be. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't negate what's happening right now. So I feel this. I would like to feel X or I would like to do X and then talk about how do I get from where I am right now to there. But I think should can be very damaging because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't acknowledge like the reality of of what is right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, once again, shout out to therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my lovely sheet of common cognitive errors and should statements are, uh, and these cognitive errors are things that essentially just kind of, they're not very helpful thought processes that can um, keep you in this cycle of just negative thoughts. And it can really be effective yeah. to um, negative to how you view yourself and then how it re- uh, affects your relationships. So what it says on should statements, it's thoughts that include should, ought, have to, need to, or must, shouldy thinking, or what one psychologist termed as <laughs> – I never read this line before. Masturbation.
0: Oh, (laughs) Lord Jesus. That's fun.
1: That's funny. Um, And it says, for Christians, this is a form of judgment, whether of ourselves or of others. It is also a sign of unrealistic expectations. This causes shame, anger, bitterness, and frustration, either about ourselves or others. Examples oh, yeah. of this type of thinking are: I should have done something to help. I should. I should be perfect. I should have done better. Mm-hmm. I need to be a better mother. I must try harder. So yeah, mm-hmm. boom. Yep. Mm-mm. Tis I. Tis I. Too. <laughs> that's one of my biggest common. Cognitive yeah, I think errors. that's a lot of people.
2: I think you said something interesting though, Erica. Like there's um boundaries um can be easier with certain people and harder with yeah. others so it's like you know it's a constant um learning curve i think like because i i feel the same way like i think i could i could set harder i, I can set boundaries with people that i'm not close with and mm-hmm. um or don't i don't want them to like me or i'm not trying to impress them mm-hmm. and then you know even with work if you're trying to you know impress a boss it's easy to like you know let down your boundaries and you're like, oh, right. now I'm like consumed with all this work and extra stuff because I didn't set the proper boundaries. Put your hand down, Jasmine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real, though, because like the fear is like the if I don't say yes, I'm going to ruin this relationship. Mm hmm. Yeah. or this opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's really, I think, the the root of it. Like, I I can't say no, because I don't want to lose this this opportunity or lose this person in my life, because right. that's what will happen if I say no.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely the scary part of boundaries. But then learning that um, and just being confident in the fact that boundaries are there to protect you. So if there is yeah. someone that is Bounce, like, is not okay with these specific boundaries, especially if they're healthy. Um, then that's probably a person or a situation that is, um, not necessarily the healthiest or the most sustainable relationship, mm-hmm. situation, job, what have you. I think that's a hard part, especially when, you know, I think most people want things to go well, want people to like them, want, want to do well. Um, and the, that is kind of it. Can be looked at as like the negative side of boundaries, but it's really a per- very big protective factor in preserving the you. I like that the whole going back to like this is my inner me, yeah, and I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So everybody at some point in life deals with with boundary issues, um, but Christians are in some ways especially susceptible to confusion about boundaries. Mm-hmm. So in preparing for this, I came across an article that was written by a Christian counselor out in Seattle. Um, her name is Miriam Deegan or Stigen, I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce it, but in her post, she said, many Christians seem to have adopted the idea that boundaries are inherently negative. Somehow Christianity has come to define love as having no boundaries. If someone asks you for your shirt, you give it to them. Mm-hmm. If someone slaps you on one cheek, then you should offer them the other. Do verses like these mean you can't stand up to, for yourself or that having boundaries is sinful? A careful, holistic reading of Scripture reveals that while there will be moments when Christians need to sacrifice and let things go, that doesn't mean Christians can't or shouldn't live with boundaries. In fact, boundaries are talked about and discussed regularly in the Bible, and even Jesus held his own personal boundaries. Mm. Mm -hmm. What do y'all think about that?
1: Tell us more.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: (laughs) I think she hit it right on the nose because I think you know it, you see Jesus go away from people yes you know time and time again he spent a lot of time by himself before he dealt with people probably mm-hmm. because he knew he was going to be dealing with people
0: mm-hmm. yes and then yes. mess yes so. listen in, her, in, in the <laughs> counselor's post she brought up um, John two twenty four. so in the NIV it says but Jesus would not entrust himself to them for he knew all people mm-hmm. it's because he knew people that he was mm-hmm. like eh <laughs> <laughs> I know you, so I know I need to put up this boundaries right. from you. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm.
1: That's good. And what's
2: the, it's not in the Bible. It's like one of the sayings, like you give someone an arm, they take your heart. It's like you have to manage mm-hmm. that. You know, you have to be wise in, in how you spend your your time and your time being you. Right. And yeah. what to invest in and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I think sometimes, and, and hopefully it's it's not on purpose, maybe for some people it is, but I think sometime in the Christians and in church spaces, like they go to like those scriptures of sacrifice yes. and being selfless in order to like basically manipulate, manipulate you into doing something to volunteer, to give your time for mm-hmm. you to give over to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ignoring all of the other scriptures about, boundaries um so there are a few and a lot of the scriptures i found came out of proverbs which makes sense because wisdom wisdom, wisdom, <laughs> um, wisdom. but yeah so proverbs 25 17 says seldom set foot in your neighbor's house too much of you and they will hate you mm. so, so don't just be enough. showing up to people's houses like boundaries call first mm-hmm. um don't be over there every day or every week so yeah, boundaries between <laughs> you and first. other people. Sorry, that was delayed <laughs> reaction. <laughs> um, and Proverbs twenty six four says, "Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you yourself will be just like him." Mm. Which is more about our responses to other people. So keeping like our emotions in mm-hmm. check. Just because people say things that are out of pocket doesn't mean you have to respond. And if you do respond, you might want to take some time before Mm -hmm. you end up sounding just as foolish or in our case, come off as angry black (laughs) woman because that is the box they love to put us in. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So boundaries are, and I think we've talked about a lot of the reasons why boundaries are important. Um, But the book boundaries talks about how boundaries help us distinguish our property so that we can take care of it. We need to keep things that will nurture us inside our fences and keep things that will harm us outside. So basically keep the good in and the bad out. And that is really why you need boundaries. That's mm-hmm. good. That's yeah. really good.
2: I just thought of something um, that I think also um, we talked about a little bit about fear, but I think um, things that I noticed was I used to work a lot. And so I, um, I would work, work, work. And then I wasn't really like, I knew that I wanted work life balance. I didn't, I knew that I didn't want to work all the time. But then there was this like fear of not having enough, mm-hmm. even though I had mm-hmm. plenty. And mm-hmm. so I had to like reevaluate that in therapy and like understand where that came from. And like, um, I saw work a lot growing up. My dad works a lot, my mom worked. My dad loves to work. That's like where he gets his energy from. Mm -hmm. And he. um, so that was kind of like instilled in me. And then when I really took a step back, I was like, well, what's important to you? And so I started developing like a list like, okay, you know, this is important. This is important. I really value like being home and being around my family and my friends and spending time the way I want to. And so I started setting up boundaries and like kind of scaling back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't realize that it was being my, my lack of boundaries in that area was driven by fear that mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. even realize I had. So,
1: yeah, that's good.
2: Therapy. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Gotta love therapy. Works great, wonders. Great tool. <laughs> great tool. <laughs> yeah. Hard <laughs> to start, but once you get into it and find a good therapist Please. because not all therapists are created equal, mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> um, But once <laughs> you find a good one, um, and are open to the process. It can, mm. you know,
2: it really change. Work thing. wonders. Yeah,
0: mm.
1: absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: I saw you about to say something, Cheswick.
1: Go for it. I did. I took my, I took my inhale to get ready to speak. <laughs> I saw it. No, I was, I was just thinking about because you know, like I said earlier, my uh, boundaries were very, um, definitely, you know, Great Wall of China situation and um in realizing that too like how you um just lose out on a lot of good of of the goodness that does come in so we talked about um like the love and the joy and but if i am like it, god didn't create us to be in a silo either so right. um um I, healthy boundaries are not to be this wall where i'm like with in myself um, because I realized how much I missed out on, like, actually, like, really great quality, caring, like, mm-hmm. loving relationships and how much better I got to became because I let the appropriate people in. Um, so mm-hmm. just like the opposite of boundaries, like, you know, giving too much of yourself, but then it's mm-hmm. like not getting also, you can miss out on a lot of, um, of getting the things that you need to. Right. As well, if you put up too big of boundaries, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and that's why the the book talks about having gates and not walls. Mm. So with like a wall, like nothing can get in, nothing get, can get out. But if right. you have a gate, like a fenced in property with a gate, like you get to decide who do I open the gate for and who do I shut the gate for. Mm-hmm. And if somebody mm-hmm. you let somebody in, you can also kick them out. Oh, you yes. know, they're on, and your you property. can see through gate. Yes, you can see who is there. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. You can like see that. who's out there and who then not? determine, <laughs> do I want to let them in or not? You can let them in. You can leave them outside the gate. If they come in and start acting out of pocket, you can send them right back out that gate. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. with the wall, ev- everything, nothing can come in, nothing can come right. out. Right, and you can't see. And you also can't see, too. That's yeah. so good. Like You can't
1: yeah. see out, so you don't even know what's out there. That could be good. could right. be bad, but it, you don't know, because you just blinders. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, and this also can it, my random side notes y'all. So, <laughs> did you ever see the movie um back when pay, it was like this payphone and in New York City and this and the person talks about like have you ever have you ever noticed when a phone rings like someone has to answer it. And so this um this like random person's walking through the street and when pay phones for the children who don't know. But, oh, you <laughs> something know, that you put phone. quarters in. Yeah, that's how you got your parents to pick up for cell movies phone. before cell phones. Yeah. And um so they show this pay phone ringing and this random guy comes and picks up the phone. And it's like this person who has this bomb somewhere um, and and's holding someone hostage or something like that. It was like this crazy kind of thriller. And like this person has to be on the phone if they hang up the phone and- you know, something bad was going to happen. But it was, to me, I don't know why my brain went there about boundaries, but it was like about even just answering the phone. I can see we got caller ID now. Mm-hmm. If I am not in a space to talk to you, I'd probably yes. would be the best, which is something I need to work on because usually when I'm hot, I'm ready to like, but, um, <laughs> but like I, you know, okay, I see that you're trying to engage with me. And this is probably not the best space for me to engage. Let me just – I don't have to answer this right now. I do not Mm -hmm. have to respond to a text message right now, those who text and drive. Like, it's going to be okay. (laughs) 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 Like, I see you. I can see you at my door. Please hold. It's going to be all right. Come back in five minutes. That just just made me think of that, so – Payphones. Okay,
2: you. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Oh God!" It made me think of the show The Wire. I know oh, that's way
0: awkward, oh, I know.
2: I was like, "Oh, hey, payphones. They were in The Wire for other
0: reasons." <laughs> oh my gosh! For uh, other reasons. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. So another reason why boundaries are super important is because if you don't have them, it can have lots of negative effects for your mental and emotional mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of clinical psychological symptoms find their roots in conflicts with boundaries. So symptoms like depression, anxiety disorders, eating disorders, addictions, impulsive disorders, relationship struggles. Um, a lot of the the root of that can be boundaries. So it is good for your health, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Um, to establish boundaries. I like that. That's good, yeah. Yeah. And a scripture that we all know, Proverbs 423, above else, guard your heart from everything you do, flows from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found it interesting that if you look at like different versions of that verse, they say heart there's the affections of your heart and there's Mm -hmm. also be careful how you think Mm -hmm. so thinking about the connection like your mental like literally your mental health Mm -hmm. um, and the affections of your heart your desires your feelings your emotions like all of these um are necessary to have boundaries for all the things all Mm -hmm. of the things yeah i
1: was actually thinking about um the, how we can have bound, we talk a lot about boundaries of other people and situations, but a lot of it is boundaries in our head. Yeah. Too. So like, what thoughts are you allowing in? Right. Do you tell them you, like, are you saying this is, um, so I know that's personally I had to work on. This is not helpful. So you gotta go. Like, I have to create a boundary. If I only, I, the only thing I need we don't have a lot of time and it takes a lot of brain energy to process and think. So only helpful things should really be. And God talks about that too. Only think about, set your mm-hmm. sight on, only think about things that are good. Mm-hmm. Um And so like, if you do that, then a lot of the anxieties that come, depression, those type of things, even like make you lash out, make you upset. um, This can be a lot dampened down. So just really controlling what what you allow in, what thoughts you allow in is huge too for boundaries. Yeah.
0: And what I don't know if I realized, but now I know this, that the concept from of boundaries comes quite literally from the nature of God. <clears throat> um, throughout, throughout scripture, God defines his personality by telling us about himself, who he is, who he is not, what he thinks and feels, allows, doesn't allow. So an example um what he planned. So in Genesis 12 2, and I think this is where he's talking to Abraham I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. So it's telling you, these are the things that I'm going to do mm-hmm. for you. And this is going to be the result. Um, God places boundaries between him and his creation. Mm-hmm. and tells us who he is and, and who he is not, how differentiating himself. And one of the scriptures, um, that I immediately thought of was Numbers twenty three, nineteen. God is not a man, so he does not lie. Mm-hmm. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? And also, this is a side note, uh, grammar is very important in life, um, but also when you're reading scripture, because I know when I first um, learned this verse, like, I ignored that comma, God is not a man that he should lie. So that was just, like, one kind of phrase, um, which to me read, like, God is not, like, a lying man. Like, no, that's not what he's saying. God is not a man, period. So he Mm -hmm. doesn't have the capacity to lie. Right. Um, And that is a completely different situation. Like there are people who are generally truthful people, right? They are also not God. Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. So, yeah, that's good. Um, God also has boundaries with the Trinity. So it talks about the very like different roles of God, the father, God, the son, Mm -hmm. Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They have different roles and personhood and responsibility, although they are one. They are connected, but they have boundaries with each other. Um, so should we, as right. the church, in mm. one body, however separate properties. So mm-hmm. don't come stepping on mine mm. <laughs> without an invitation. Let them mm-hmm. know, I mean, I, and I think that's that's important to know. Like when when you realize that the concept of boundaries comes from God, at least for me, it is difficult to allow the church and church people to just violate my boundaries when I know this is not, this is not even biblical. Like you can throw all the scriptures about sacrifice at me. And there's a time for that. I mm-hmm. think it's like, it's not all the time. I shouldn't be sacrificing all the time. Right. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Even think about in creation, the story of creation, God set boundaries between land and water.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: set boundary between man and, and and uh, animals and like the sky and the earth. And like he made he, like it's literally his creation was about setting all the creation was about setting boundaries and making distinctions mm-hmm. um, to serve a purpose. And that's pretty cool. I just yeah I like that learning about how God made boundaries. That's awesome.
2: I think boundaries is helpful too. like setting the right boundaries will free up some of your time. Mm -hmm. You will start to realize what's important to you. And also that's when I think God can come in and Mm -hmm. actually show you, you know, what he intends to show you specifically. And so if you don't set those boundaries, like I I recently started getting up early because I have to. Like I have to get up early and before I go to work and deal with people (laughs) like Jesus did, (laughs) I have to have like a moment of just peace, in the morning and that's 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 just how what works best for me. Mm -hmm. And um it's helped. I've noticed like a big change, but that that's something that I've had I have to like do for me. And that's a boundary. So like doesn't matter what time I go to bed at night, I'm gonna try to go to bed early, but like I have to set that strict boundary so that I can get up in the morning and have that moment. Mm -hmm. Um but that's where you let God in too. Like if you if you set proper boundaries, you'll notice that there's a that there's just going to be a shift in your life where you start to see, um, you know, you start to you know hear from him,
0: mm-hmm. right?
2: You know, absolutely. Um, that's the goal at least I would hope for. But
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, boundaries at the end of the day is about ownership and and tank taking responsibility for what is your stuff and knowing what is my job and what is not because everything is not your job and not your responsibility yes. um so one thing that the book talks about that i needed mm-hmm. um is that we are responsible to others and for ourselves so i'm the oldest child and growing up i was repeatedly told that i am responsible for my siblings um and that. Did not end when we all left the house. So there, <laughs> just that, and I know it was all for a good, for a good purpose. Like you know, oh, this set a good example. But I internalized that very differently. In that, you know, their mistakes were somehow my fault, like because I was responsible for them. I internalized. And it was only their mistakes, too. It was never when they did a good job that was also my that was also because of me, exactly. <laughs> which was very interesting um so that is one thing that I had to clarify like what is the difference between being responsible to someone and re- being responsible for someone like my siblings are not my children then also now they are super grown
2: mm-hmm.
0: um one of them has her own children that she is responsible for. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that is one thing that I had to, to kind of figure out the difference. Um, and then the Bible talks about kind of the difference between the two as well. So, in Galatians 6 2 and 6 5, it talks about carrying each other's burdens versus carrying your own load. Mm-hmm. Um, and those words in the Greek mean two different things. So, Burden means excessive burden, so like boulders that you need like help carrying, mm-hmm. versus load means cargo or the burden of daily toll, which is like a backpack. So if you think about backpack and boulder, a backpack is easy to carry on your own, whereas a boulder is not. And so boundary issues with people can come in when people ask you to help them carry their knapsack. Mm-hmm. Or you don't help. You don't allow people to to help you carry your burdens, um, and I have definitely been guilty mm-hmm. of the latter. Um, have there been times when y'all have acted as if your boulders are your daily load and didn't ask for help or refused help?
1: Often. Mm-hmm. Mostly.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I why do, why do we feel that though? Like I, me too, me myself personally, yes. Um, but why do we feel like we can't have when we realize like this is a big thing, this is heavy and is weighing on us, but we don't either ask for help or don't allow people, or just say we're fine and don't let people help us.
2: I think that's cuz we've set boundaries. Mm. <laughs> the improper ones. Oh, it's like I was like oh, not my the God. good ones. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bad ones. Yeah, yeah. like I think yeah. you've set like a, a a probably a bad boundary. Like um you you do you need people at the end of yeah. the day. Like you can't go through this life without people, right? But it's just knowing who those people are and knowing them like is this something that they could handle? You know, you don't just go to anyone, yeah. but they, there are some people that I know I could call on if I really needed them pertaining to this subject matter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they'll, they'll be there for me, mm-hmm. but there are other people who I love dearly who I'm like, mm, I probably wouldn't use you for this. Cause I don't think that this is something that you could, you could really help me through.
0: Right. That's fair. You
2: know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they're bad. They're just not maybe in the same stage of life as you or haven't experienced that and probably wouldn't be the best source for you to go to. But yeah, I think setting the wrong, setting a wall and saying like, I have to go through this hardship by myself. I can't talk to anyone. I just lost my job and I'm embarrassed or I I feel shameful. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. If you feel shame attached to it, then you won't want to share that with anyone. Yeah. Carry on yeah cross
1: my i know definitely mine is like the fear of looking um like a failure that like i i am so hard on myself that often i don't want others to have like to have to hear what others are going to have to say about it to make me feel worse
0: yeah. um
1: and so i have often kept people out and try to carry it myself because i'm like i can i can beat up myself worse than anybody else could, but i don't need like I don't want extra help. (laughs) I don't want extra help in that. Um, But and so often I would before. I'm still learning and trying to do better with even bringing my burdens to God Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't want him to be ashamed of me and be make you know be upset with me and like. um, And so it's really been a process of me one first learning how to bring my cat burdens to Jesus, dropped drop my load off at the foot of the altar, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, or at his feet and then lately now that I'm getting better at that, he's been saying like you need to talk, you know, well, and then I sought therapy, which has also been helpful. Um, but a lot lately on my heart after I've brought brought something to him, he's like you should tell them. Like tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it has definitely has because of that has made my friendship stronger, my um just like my my overall relationships have been better. It's definitely mm-hmm. still a work in progress. But I realize like the people that I am surrounded by and I've done a good job. Like I've, you know, um, I've done a good job at being able to like and God has placed a lot of great people in my life. And so just trusting the fact that the people who are, who are for me are for me once again, you know, um, yeah, yeah. but I think it's if, if you can't if you can't bring your, your stuff to God as a Christian, well then, like how you, it, you can put undue burden on somebody else, mm-hmm, yeah. um, and expect them to to fix it for you. And the only person who can really make things better is you know the Lord, and then what what you got, and then people can yeah. be supportive.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the Lord can 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 carry anything, but you know, I think friends you do have to pick and choose. Oh, yeah. yeah, what you absolutely. what you say,
1: to. Yeah, and can I add to the load?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: wait, that's funny. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> so um, uh, when I looked up this verse when I was reading Galatians, uh, or the difference between the burden and the load, um another uh, definition for load in verse 5 is faults of conscience which oppress the soul. So, mm. like, that is not my job to carry... What those, your, what your soul is going through. Like, I'm supposed to, I am supposed to, um, you know, be supportive, but like, I can't fix, I can't fix your soul. That's between you and the low. So, Mm -hmm. so, um, I really like that definition because, um, it gave me like the idea of, um, you know, if someone's walking under a rain cloud, I don't necessarily need to, like, it's not helpful if I walk under the rain cloud, like, With with you without an umbrella. We're just both getting wet. Now we're all set. But I can come under the umbrella, under your rain cloud with an umbrella. That is helpful for you. Your rain cloud Mm -hmm. doesn't go away, but I'm still supporting you. I'm helping this situation get better. You're going to have to figure out how to make your rain cloud glow. But here's an umbrella. Now you're not wet. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) That's what I'm not about.
0: i like yeah. that analogy yes. yes that's real good also you can't say you can't person with the umbrella you can't be there forever so i can you're gonna like have to here go. and now right good luck
1: <laughs> right i'm i'm I, now i'm at my stop i'm at my bus stop
0: good luck yeah, <laughs> yeah may that's the force good. be with you right uh, <laughs> <Bless> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> awesome anything else that we would like to add to this conversation about boundaries. I think this has been good stuff and is related to a lot of the things that we've been talking about over these past couple of episodes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think it's just, I think uh, if there's a like a starting point that I would probably suggest um, if, if you're somebody who does struggle with um, boundaries and need to kind of um, reevaluate and have a starting point um, the Bible, I think, an amazing place to start. And, you know, Proverbs, a lot of our, um, um, verse, the verses we pulled came from Proverbs, um, start there. And then also just like write a list of what's important to you. And so Mm -hmm. as you're walking through life and your, your day to day, if, um, doing something is going to compromise the things that, um, are important to you, like sleep.
1: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Praises.
2: You know, like if you're someone who loves to like sleep and get to bed at on time and wake up early or like exercise at this time and you actually want to do that, then you're going to have to reevaluate and set proper boundaries and then know that like, it's just, it could be just for a season, you know, nothing mm-hmm. that you like, your boundaries are not some, I don't think they're meant to be concrete um, right. and written in stone, but I think whatever season you're in, you can all, you know, you can alter it as you as you get older and as you are, you know, changing um in life. So
0: absolutely.
2: Feel bit of starting places. Yeah.
0: That's good. Like having your values being like the the centerpiece. Like these are the things that you want to protect and creating Mm -hmm. boundaries around whatever your Mm -hmm. your values are. That's good. That's good. Well (laughs) I think that's all we have for today. Thank you all out there for tuning into another episode of Church Days. You can follow us on all the social media platforms, well, all the big ones, um, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Church Days. This days spelled D-A-Z-E. Make sure you leave us a comment and let us know what you thought about this episode. You can share, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Our intro music was created by Noah Makes Music on Fiverr, and our cover art was created by Emei J. Follow her on Instagram at E-M-A-E-J-A-I. Shout out to both of them for their creative genius. Mm -hmm. And a special shout out to Caroline, our production assistant and super awesome, amazing intern. Um, And we will catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. See you later.